PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick here from PFG Private Wealth to talk with me about some warning signs Uh, how to spot problems in our financial life. The year's winding down, getting into the new year, and it's maybe a good time to be on the, uh, have the radar out, looking for things that we are doing maybe incorrectly, uh, you know, that we can improve. If you got a warning light on your car, you're probably going to take it in for service. So maybe the same thing financially speaking. What's going on, guys? John, how you doing, my friend? Uh, Hanging in there, getting ready for the uh, holiday season. That's right. Thanksgiving is next week, right? So yeah. yeah. The time we're taking this. Yeah, it's it's upon us. Nick, how about you, my friend? A rough couple weeks for Bills fans, but besides that, (laughs) uh, doing pretty good. Overall, though, they're still pretty stout. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it happens. It happens. Well, Well, uh, Bills kind of do this every year where they kind of, last year they did it too, right? They had like a two or three game stretch where they just kind of lost focus. Yeah. 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 They're still young too, right? So, it'd be a lot too. Still painful. It is painful. This is true. Hey, man, Lions, that's all I'm going to say every time. Although yeah. two weeks in a row and we beat the Packers, I'll take that any day of the week. So We play you guys on uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, well, I'm sure it'll be a slaughter then. <laughs> the poor Lions. Let's hope so. The poor let's Lions. So. <laughs> uh, I just have no faith anymore after 30 years. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, let's get into a uh, warning sign, right? There's a warning sign right there that uh, yeah. maybe I should move on. But uh, let's talk about a couple different things, guys. This is a pretty big one, this first one, actually. So many people are are getting ready, you know, as they get ready for retirement, maybe they come in to see an advisor for the first time, and they truly have no idea what it costs to fund their lifestyle. That's kind of a big red flag. And I think many people come in to see folks like yourself the first time. They also kind of undershoot that number, right? Oh, well, it'll only take us like three grand, you know, to fund our lifestyle. And you start digging in, you're like, no. <laughs> so they have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um you know, usually the most painful process of the planning process is digging into, you know, the expenses and figuring out what that looks like. Right. The thing that we try to really emphasize and harp on with people is that it's one thing to be able to, because there are a lot of people that say, hey, I save X amount of my money. We've got uh, some savings in the bank and then we don't pay attention really. And you know, we carry some debt here and there, but we're usually able to pay it off, you know, at a, at a certain point, stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, so from a lifestyle standpoint, as they're working, it's not a huge factor. The problem is that when we don't know what that is, 
and and we carry it over into retirement not understanding what's being spent and then um you know making it, it makes it really hard to to create a plan and to figure out hey you know when you're going to be able to comfortably retire things like that so just like so many other things taking inventory understanding what what numbers we're dealing with and then trying to make adjustments from there is really important because you know we joke with people we're not the money police but it is important for us to get a, a good understanding of where things are going from a money perspective so that we can help you plan for the future. Yeah, definitely. And you got to have you got to have a good grasp on what it truly costs. And most of us just wind up not doing that. So big again, a big warning sign uh, if you truly don't know what that is. Uh, John, maybe another warning sign is focusing on that magic number, right? We've heard it for years. And most people kind of do the million dollar thing and just use that because it's easy. But that might be a warning sign. Like, why are you so hyper-focused on a specific number if it maybe takes less or more? Yeah, that that's uh, 100% accurate. And I think that, uh, I forget what company it was that came out with that commercial, like, what's your number and, and what you know, what's your nest egg number or your goal? And I think people got fixated on that. And it's not necessarily, you know, what what is your goal from a nest egg standpoint? It really should be, you know, what is your goal from an income standpoint so you can fund your lifestyle and how long can that income realistically last? You know, so when we do planning, it's a matter of, hey, you know, like, like Nick said, we look at, hey, what's your lifestyle? How do we make sure you continue that? And um, where are the assets? Where's the money coming from to produce that income going into retirement? Because, you know, you can build up as much as you want, but if it's not giving you income that you feel comfortable with, you know, you're, you're going to not really hit your goals and stuff you want to do into retirement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a million dollars, right? And then you find out that 700000 would have done it and you worked three years too long, you know, <laughs> or, 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 yeah. you need, or you need $2 million and you, and you stop too soon, you know? So Yeah. yeah. And things to consider, and actually, we're in an interesting time period now with this, is that you know the interest rate environment and also inflation kind of determines uh, what your lifestyle is going to be because you know your nest egg could be, yeah. you know, with interest rates going up, it actually helps you out a little bit more from an income standpoint. But with inflation happening, it's kind of deteriorating your spending power. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, long story short, there's a lot of factors that go into this, which is why it's so important to do planning versus, hey, I need to get to a million dollars because you know what does that even mean from an income standpoint? Yeah, exactly. And the eight and a half, yeah, I don't care what the, the government official number is, but use your wallet when you go to the store and various things. It's a lot more than that in many you know aspects of life to, to that to that inflation conversation. So it might be the official number, but I don't know. I think milk's like 50%. <laughs> so <laughs> milk's a whole lot more. Uh, all right. Mental image, guys, of, of what uh, your parents did. This is easy for a lot of people. I'm a Gen Xer, you know, so like I, my dad wasn't retired long, but I think back on it and I'm like, I don't think he did any retirement planning. So it kind of worked out. So uh, great. You know, I mean, I could see people doing that, right? Well, my parents really did very little and they seem to be fine. So I'll be fine. That's not really the best idea to go off of because I don't know how his financial life was completely different than what mine, you know, mine is 35 years ago. Yeah, the reality is that that generation, for the most part, between you know their focus was with their parents coming out of you know Great Depression things like that. It was uh, paid on your debt. You know, it was a much less expensive, even adjusted for a lot of different you know variances of inflation. Uh, less expensive to own a home, and they paid off their debt. They had social security, they had pensions and very much live within their means, um, lifestyle and 
you know, consumption weren't really kind of the name of the game back then. And so just very different, you know, so they went from having certainty of income via their pension and social security to now people have to, you know, save money in the 401ks, need to learn how to generate income from that. We just went through a 10, 12 year period where, uh, as John just kind of referenced, you know, good luck getting any sort of return on any sort of fixed or, you know, conservative uh, type of investment. And so it was just much more difficult. Um, mm. And that doesn't even take into a place uh, factor in the longevity aspect that we have to deal with, how much more expensive healthcare is, right? Yeah. Um, all these different things. Yeah, no, it's it's easy to do, right? Especially if you're doing the procrastination thing, you can kind of talk yourself into anything, uh, but probably not the wisest thing to do. And again, that's the whole point of the podcast is how to spot some of these warning signs in our financial life. Getting worked up about the current events, man. I get this one too. It's it's how how do you not right? I mean, at the time we're taping this, it's even crazier. I mean, we've got uh, all sorts of things. The you know the market volatility, uh, the election cycle being over, but still problematic. Bond, you know, bonds are down because of the uh, interest rates. We've got still conflict thing. It's hard not to let current events uh, affect how you feel about your portfolio. But that's also dangerous time for jumping in and just saying, well, I'm going to make a change because I feel like I have to versus, you know, making sure that you have the right strategy. Yeah, the the media doesn't do us any favors oh, gosh, with no. um, yeah. how they uh, portray things. It's and, the sky is falling. <laughs> the sky is always falling. I think they, you know, they've obviously realized that negative uh, media kind of grabs more eyes and more clicks. So that's what they focus on. This is really where you want to always go back to the plan. If you don't have a plan, highly recommend you get one. So I'll, I'll use COVID as an example. Um, you know that one month period where the market was dropping, you know, significantly, I think the fastest drop uh, potentially ever. You know, over that three week span, what Nick and I were doing quite a bit was, you know, when we were doing reviews with clients, we, we would look at the plan and say, "Hi, how does this affect your plan? Are you still on track?" And when they would see that they were still good, uh, the fear kind of went out like, okay, you know, I kind of took that punch and I'm, I'm still doing okay. And, and then it, it helped them make better decisions and not having any knee jerk reactions. And I'll say, I'm having the kind of same experience here. We're doing reviews, you know, obviously a lot of stuff going on, market's volatile. And we look at the plan and the plan still looks solid. People are like, okay, you know, that that's, that's good to know. Like, I, I'm glad to hear that I'm still on track and this hasn't affected you know, my lifestyle going into retirement. I think yeah. that's what most people want to know is, hey, is all this stuff going to affect me? And um, if it does, how do I adjust to that? Well, people are kind of pleasantly surprised to find out it's not been as bad as they thought, but it also depends on how your allocation was set up. It depends on how you were, you know, do, weighted your portfolio because 21, right? It was it, These two years back to back are pretty interesting, right? 21 was majorly up. 22 is all over the map and down, right? Anywhere between 15 and 30%, yep. depending on the indice. And so there's like, you know, there's just kind of this wide spectrum there. And if you were heavily weighted in tech, then you're taking a bigger beating than someone who wasn't, right? So yep. just that's that's all part of the game. It's all part of how you're strategizing. And that's why you've got to get these things done, working with a professional to help you through it. Uh, last one, uh, financial warning sign, the nursing home, uh, long-term care conversation, however you want to put it kind of doing that well almost like the parent thing like well it wasn't a big deal it probably won't be for me or we'll take care of each other or the kids will pitch in or you know that kind of thing like it's just going to kind of naturally work itself out it's probably a big warning sign you, somebody mentioned longevity earlier in this in this conversation right that's going to add to it yeah this is a you know as far as the cost of healthcare and retirement including 
you know, whether it's assisted living or nursing home facility care, it's a really tricky one because obviously those costs have gone up substantially. It's become more and more difficult for those that want to try to, you know, use insurance to help with it, whether it's a traditional long-term care or some sort of hybrid policy that's become, you know, a kind of a cesspool of space where it's very difficult to find something. So it is difficult, but, you know, just like anything else, uh, factoring it into the plan and understanding that, hey, these these expenses may be coming down the road and just making decisions, whether it's with legal documents and or how you save your money uh, to just try to plan for as many scenarios as possible is really important. Yeah, definitely. You can't just put your head in the sand. We are living longer. The costs continue to go up. They're typically outpacing normal inflation. I hate to even think of what some of the numbers might be right now. So, you know, just don't put this stuff off. Make sure that you're thinking about these, looking and identifying these potential warning signs uh, moving into a new year, especially moving into the new year. Take some action, start getting some things done. Uh, That's going to do it for the main section of the podcast. We'll finish off with an email question that has come in as well. And, of course, if you've got questions, need some help, stop by the website, pfgprivatewealth.com. You can find a lot of good tools, tips, resources. You can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, All that good stuff at pfgprivatewealth.com. And we'll finish off with a question from Charlotte who says, Guys, I'm 60 years old and I'd love to retire, and I think I can. But it seems like, of course, everyone I know waits till 65, 66, somewhere in that neighborhood. Is early retirement a bad idea? Yeah, Charlotte. Um, you know, I, th- I think one thing you got to realize is, um, you know, you want to look at your own situation. So whether it's good or bad isn't depending on somebody else. It's really up to you. You know, do you have, you know, we're talking about the nest egg and the income and, and you know, lifestyle. And, and the question really comes down to uh, does your income services going into retirement and nest egg allow you to retire at 60 to maintain your lifestyle um you yeah. know till till when the planning you know ends whether that's age 90 95 or 100 and she thinks um, she can so why not instead of think right how about no right <laughs> correct yeah you know if you, if you think you can do it and you've done a plan that looks solid you know definitely you don't want to miss out on some fun years uh, especially early in your 60s when you can do more stuff yeah but if you if you just think uh, how certain are you right so do you have a plan or is this something you're back of the napkin kind of thing <laughs> you know are you kind of guessing this out and i think the other piece in this john maybe is did she take into account hopefully she did the five year gap before she can get medicare yeah, that is the biggest thing. And that's why you know, we see a lot of people that hold off in retirement until 65 for that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're doing your planning, Charlotte, you want to make sure that you're budgeting for an uh, independent plan, um, whether it's through a specific company or in the marketplace, whatever it is, you want to budget that into it and make sure you're getting good uh, insurance coverage because uh, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Is early retirement a bad idea? Probably. I mean, no, it's not a bad idea. It's just, it's a bad idea if you don't have a plan and can't do it, right? (laughs) If you've got everything you need, then it's a great idea. So that's the importance of a plan. That's the importance of of strategizing. And that is why we do the podcast. So if you need some help, it is retirement planning redefined. Reach out to John and Nick and the team at PFG Private Wealth at pfgprivatewealth.com. And we'll catch you next time here on the podcast. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time. For John and Nick, I'm your host, Mark. We'll talk to you the next time.